0: Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford.
1: Good morning. I am so excited to be back with you. As you know, I took a little vacation and so this is the first time back after a couple months and it's just great to be sitting here talking to you again. I'm excited about my guest. I'm excited about the program that we're going to talk today about and I'm hoping that your summer months are going f- smoothly um You know, I think we're all experiencing erratic heat and rain and all of the other weather conditions all over the world. So sometimes it's a challenge to sit down and really focus on the internal game that we are playing. And so when we talk today about our core values, I what you will do an exercise with my guest and uh, sort of you can play along at the same time. But we are going to talk about core values. What are your core values? And what is a core value? So <laughs> that's what we're going to learn today. So I'm really glad that you're here because our core value is kind of what you believe is the rudder to your life. And you really want to be aware of who you are those values that you hold dear to you and run your internal game. So let's welcome my guest though first. This is my dear friend Pat Gross, known as Patricia, but anyway. Uh And Patricia has her own business called Leadership Matters, where she is a coach. But she is the CEO of this business, and it is a form of coaching that is focused at the school systems, and she happens to live in the New York area. She's practiced law for 17 years, and it was family law. And it was the natural, when she left this, it was a natural thing to well, when she left this, Pat, I'm, I'm kind of doing this up my own way. I'm creating your past. Thank um, you. <laughs> I, she left and went to work for the Education New York Education System. And in 2007, formed her own company to do professional development work in schools. Her company helps school leaders and teachers focus on best practices in the classroom. So, Pat, I know that you're very uh, committed to your belief in the need for this in the classroom, correct? Yes. And why is that?
2: Well, just like you're talking about core values today, I believe that for educators, one of their core values is to do the best that they can do each day so that they are positively impacting the students sitting before them. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And helping teachers, principals, administrators to achieve that goal is part of my core values. So it's, it's all... Interconnected. Right.
1: Well, you, well, do you call yourself a coach?
2: Yes. Part of the work that you do in the school is coaching because you are working, you know, next to uh, your teachers and your principals. You're seeing what they're doing every day and helping them to look at the choices they're making and hopefully to make choices that have a little bit more impact on student achievement.
1: Right. Can you see that your impact in the school has changed that huge system, or or is it more about changing and making their daily routine easier? It's very
2: hard to really judge the impact on a large system. Uh You're just one small piece of the system. Right. But you can certainly see the impact on any one individual Mm -hmm. teacher. And that's what sustains you in this work, knowing that each one person that you impact is impacting hundreds of students.
1: Mm -hmm. Well we developed Pat and I both developed this love for coaching um, through our work with Jack Canfield. And it was when we were doing our Train the Trainer year-long program that she and I first met. And from that interaction where we learned a lot about working with groups and coaching in groups and doing one-on-one training, we also learn the necessary steps in keeping one motivated and moving forward and so pat and i are what you call accountability partners so for 3 the last 3 years pat and i have spoken to each other almost daily i would say we've done it pretty we've done at least 80% of talking daily absolutely <laughs> And you want to share what an accountability partner is with these listeners? I think an accountability partner
2: is really someone who you have a comfort level with, that you can be open and honest about your achievements and your struggles, and they can help guide you and encourage you to stay on the path that you've chosen.
1: Mm. So, one of the things that we do for each other is say, What are you doing today towards your business? And then, as you said, share your wins from yesterday or that came through that you learned about in the past. So, it's about keeping each other on task to build our business, to reach out to the community, and to find other people that need coaching and want coaching. You differ in a little bit in that you present with the format, the the clients that you have, the school system, you have to prepare proposals to be accepted to the system, right?
2: Well, in order to get a contract in most school
1: systems,
2: they put out a request for a proposal, describing the needs they have and asking you how you can meet them, and then Mm -hmm. it's your job to answer that. Mm -hmm. So they have a a sense of what kind of work you will be doing and how Mm -hmm. you will approach the issues they have.
1: So was your attorney background beneficial in helping you do that? I think one
2: benefit of being an attorney is that it teaches you a way to think and to reason out problems. And uh-huh. that's helpful in any part of your life.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And also perhaps a little less fear of the entanglements that you find in anything that you do because mm-hmm. you you know that you can break a problem down and find a solution step-by-step.
1: Right. Well, I could just imagine, because I just, you know, I think of an attorney and I go, research, research, research. (laughs) Well,
2: that is a big part of being an attorney. (laughs) You have to keep up on what the law has said and how it's changing all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then you had to practice in a very delicate area, which is family law. And that was primarily with Divorces, right? Um, mostly divorces, uh, or- and I think it really prepares
2: you for being a coach because um, when you are going through a big transition in life, mm-hmm. it's nice the lawyer is often your coach, the person mm-hmm. encouraging you to take the steps you need to take and to, to look at your life a little differently and to look at the possibilities that you can choose from and move forward.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is one of the biggest, one of the most um, stressful transformations that anyone can go through outside of death. I think death ranks over it, but um, in stress level. a
2: divorce is a very
1: stressful time in a person's life. Right, yeah. So uh, it only makes sense that you're coaching and you're so good at it. <laughs> Thank you, but I think that for me,
2: I found as a lawyer that I really liked the personal interaction with my clients, and I loved being part of their finding a new life and Mm. new challenges and becoming a stronger, more um,
1: fulfilled person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is the reward of being a coach, don't you think? Absolutely, it's definitely the reward. Well, we we uh, we have only about a minute, but do you can you sum up what was the benefit in working with Jack like we did in that year long program? What was well, the takeaway from that class?
2: The most important thing I learned is that you can make choices in life. You can choose every day to be happy you Mm -hmm. can choose to be positive and you can choose to fulfill your dreams Mm. and when you have the tools to do it that's the wonderful exciting life that you have right
1: yeah well it was uh i've i've thoroughly enjoyed our relationship as we helped each other nudge each other forward into our coaching careers. And I love that we um, can share this program together because we do think an awful lot alike. Now, when I come back, Pat, we're going to talk about the core values, which, you know, we just everybody needs to we know them, but we don't always identify them. So it's important that we actually identify what our core values are. So when we come back from our commercial, we're going to practice, talk a little bit more and practice core values.
0: Transformational coach, motivational speaker and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break.
4: Hey! Welcome back to this segment
0: of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now, here's our host, author and coach Joyce Buford.
1: We are talking today about core values, and my friend and uh, is here with me, Pat Gross, and she is we- as well is a coach focusing on the education system as well as one-on-one coaching. But we needed to talk or I wanted to talk about the core values today to really start everybody off from a very important guide that we all have inside of us many times we don't go so far to label what our values are, but it we have we do know that we have these that we're bent toward uh, certain beliefs or or we call them values so values come from sort of a breakdown of from birth to 7 those are the years that are considered the imprinting years where we are we are like a sponge and we are imprinted by our environment by our mothers and fathers aunts uncles play friends about, you know, our sisters, our brothers, our siblings. And so anyway, the, that's where we get a lot of our early imprinting. From age 7 to 14, that's when we start modeling our environment. Now, that means that we may pick up some habits from parents, friends. You know, at the age of, you know, nobody's very popular at between 12 and 14, because we are really modeling our environment. And then as we get from age 14 to 21, those are what are called, considered, the socialization years. And by then, our entire focus is not internal, which is how we come to this earth, but it's more external, in other words, we get our cues from our environment. So if we're hanging out with a bad group, we'll be doing bad things usually. If we're hanging out with a positive, uplifting, forward-moving Group, then we'll take on more of those habits. But certainly through the 14 to the 21 years, you know, if the skirts go high, our skirts go high. If the hair goes long, our hair goes long. So we take a lot of our cues from the environment, the social environment that we're in. So values are the ideas that we have about what is good and what is Bad. How we think things should be, and specifically what we think is important. So, family plays a very big part in helping us establish our values. We judge others by our values. So an example of that would be uh if we go out with friends now as adults and this example has has happened in my life if somebody doesn't leave <laughs> let's let's go to dinner and we're in a restaurant and we finish the our meal it's time to pay and we notice that our friend across the table only leaves a dollar tip. We will, in our mind, and we may be very generous about tipping. We have maybe worked in our younger years as a waitress, and we may feel a a kinship with that service. We may tip very generously, but we will look at the person that tips only a dollar and consider consider him uh, very tight, not a giving person, we will assume and judge him in, in response to how he behaved. Pat, have you ever been with somebody in a situation like this? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say yes, I
2: do start to judge someone because I'm thinking that they're not being fair to the waitress, they're not being fair to the rest of the diners because then they put a little burden on us to maybe throw in a little extra. Yes. Um, Certainly, I think that probably happens to everybody.
1: Yeah. I've even left a restaurant and come back to leave a bigger tip. Because of the person that was paying, which was, it was a man that was paying, and he was very tight. And I, as a woman, didn't feel right popping in and doing it in front of him. So I came back to the restaurant afterwards and said, here's a, some more tip <laughs> So anyway, that that was I was happened to be in New York when that happened, and of course we're Southerners, so we were up there visiting, and I just didn't understand this man's tip at all. But anyway, I well, was you don't tip. want to leave a bad tip in New York because waiters here he? will speak up. Mercy, what was he thinking? I mean, <laughs> really? Well, one of my values, of course, is for you that don't know me is honesty. I'm very the honest card is very important to me. And so if I see somebody being dishonest, which is an example of somebody in my my estimation not leaving a, a large enough tip, it's uh, just not acceptable to me. And so many times I'll I'll not proceed to work further with that person or I won't maybe go out to the restaurant with them again. Um, I'll make decisions about how I'll interact with that person in the future. Pat, have you ever done that with your uh, situation well, with a person? Absolutely. and
2: listening to you, you realize how important our core values are because It's not just what motivates us to act, but it's also what motivates us to interact with other people Mm -hmm. and to look at the world. It's how we look at everything in the world. And since we all have probably some core values that are similar and some that are different, you know, that's how we... Have differences in
1: how we approach issues, right? Right, and people that have the same core values usually hang out together. You know, yeah, they
2: sure. don't. I mean, you feel gonna, friendship towards someone who looks at the world the same way that you do,
1: right? So it was very interesting to me that when I first did this core values exercise of. Uh, how much I knew already about myself, there's usually a list of core values. Let me give you some examples of what core values might be, and I'll just read off some. There's an extensive list. You can go, if you want to go to Google and just look up core values, you can go there and find the complete list. But there's like acceptance, accomplishment, achievements, uh, adventure, alignment, um, compassionate, considerate, courage, create, creativity, danger, uh, and the list go on self worth, serenity, spiritual, uh, supportive. All of those are qualities that you might naturally be drawn to. So, Pat, are you uh, up to do this with us, to share Absolutely. Sort of the process? So what I would ask you to do if you were sitting in the class is that I would ask for you to look at this long list, which you can go on internet and find a long list. But many times we already know inside ourselves what top ten ten, uh, values might be that we would put down for ourselves. The purpose of the list is really just to jog your memory But we're going to give Pat some time here to make her list. She can either refer to a list that she might have at home or just from her own uh, inner knowing of what she deems important. Uh, You know, there's things like gratitude, guidance, happiness, health, honesty, honor, hope, pleasure, positive. Um, attitude there's so many leadership would definitely probably be on Pat's list since that is part of our company
2: it wasn't one that came to mind
1: (laughs) (laughs) so anyway she has selected have you selected your top 10 I have some yes Okay. Now, what I'd like for you to do is lower that list, just eliminate five. And we're doing this very quickly for our listeners' benefit, but lower that list to your top five. Mm
2: hmm.
1: Okay. Okay. Then what we would, and what would those top five be, Pat? Well, they would be gratitude,
2: love, knowledge, Courage and money. Okay, say them again, please. Gratitude, love, knowledge, courage, and money. Okay.
1: Okay. Now, what we would do so that we could get these five in their proper order, because as in the reason we do that is to eliminate them down into their importance in our life, then we will use them as rudders and structures to help us make our decisions going forward. So these are going to basically be the guides how you will interact with all decision-making, with all of your moves going forward to create the life that is the happiest place to be. Now, we're not going to do that process right now because we have to go to a break. So once we come back... We will do this process with Pat, comparing her top five to each one, to each other, so that we can get the the proper order of the top three. Does that make sense? If not, come back, and we will be doing this after the break. So stay tuned, and Pat and I will be waiting for you.
0: Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break.
5: Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind the scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff. And find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything.
3: Are you ready to start rocking that woohoo? that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woohoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your Off the back burner, get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at one p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network.
0: Welcome back to this segment of Second Wave. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author, and coach, Joyce Buford.
1: Welcome back. We are talking with Pat Gross, who is a coach a leader of her company, Leadership Matters, and we are doing a core values process. Now, what I asked Pat to do before was, were to was to make a list of those core values that resonate with her. Now ordinarily you could get those from a list to help jog your mind or you may you really do know what's important to you right now. Whether we use those to make our decisions or not is phase two of knowing your core values. Uh, But Pat gave us She narrowed it down from the 10 to 5. So her top 5, just reading them off, was gratitude, love, knowledge, courage, and money. Now what we're going to do is to compare them so that she will end up with her top 3. And this is the way we're going to do that. So Pat, I'll take gratitude and compare it to each one of these 5 and we'll, we'll come up with some order. Okay. So, gratitude. Which would you choose, gratitude or love? I'd say gratitude. Gratitude or knowledge.
2: Gratitude.
1: Gratitude or courage. I think I'm at this
2: time in my life. I'd probably say courage.
1: Okay. Courage or money. Courage. Okay. So courage is number one on Pat's list by the comparison game that we just did. So then we start at the top of the, of the list again and compare with courage taken out of the list. Now we're comparing gratitude, love, knowledge, and money. So, Pat, gratitude or love? Gratitude. Gratitude or knowledge? Gratitude. Gratitude or money? Gratitude. So the second on her list of importance is gratitude. Number one is courage. Number two is gratitude. Now we have left on the list love, knowledge, and money. So, would you? How would you compare love to knowledge? I
2: think that
1: though I have a love of knowledge, I think I'll choose love. (laughs) Okay, love or money?
2: Again, it becomes more difficult as you go down the list because money to me symbolizes freedom and choices and the ability to uh, make an impact and help others. Mm -hmm. But I think ultimately love encompasses all of that as well.
1: So I'll choose love. All right, very good. All right. Those are the top three. So without going through the list, we could go through the list and compare knowledge to money and get our four and five. Which would you choose, knowledge or money?
2: I think I would choose money.
1: Okay. So her top five values would be uh, number one, courage, number two, gratitude, number three, love, number four, money, Number five, knowledge. So with those, we now know that when Pat makes a judgment, she judges through courage, gratitude, and love as being her main rudders through her life. Is that correct, Pat?
2: Um, Absolutely. I think that when you know what your core values are. It becomes simpler to make decisions. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about a time recently when my husband wasn't feeling that great and he wanted to go to the gym and he wanted me to go with him. And Mm -hmm. I remember not being happy because it was at the end of the day and I had and. I like to go in the morning, and I was kind of stomping my way over to the gym, (laughs) being annoyed and angry, Mm -hmm. and it really hit me that I was actually on the way to the gym. I was going to be doing this. And what attitude did I want to go there with? And Mm -hmm. when I realized that the person that I am wants to act with courage to do things that are maybe hard for myself, or, mm. or, or, you know, choices that I've not made before, mm-hmm. and I want to come from that loving place. And believe me, I wasn't coming from that loving place in that moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think we've all been there. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> and and even if you think about gratitude, just coming from a place where I'm grateful for the things that I can do and you know grateful to have the opportunity to be with my husband and to go someplace and
1: work mm-hmm. on my health. It really switched off all those negative feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just being grateful to be able to physically go to a gym right. is a pretty awesome gift, isn't it? It yeah. certainly is. Right. Well the those core values, of course, change. Some people would have, like, um, uh, they may have more emphasis on the family. They may include family. If their life indeed evolves around small children, uh, both Pat and I are of the age of where children are out of the house, so that's not something that we would doesn't mean we don't love our children. It just means they're not as involved on a daily basis with us. So core values do change according to the phases of the life of your life you're in.
2: <clears throat> so well, you also, you know we each have our own personal definition of what any of these words mean. So, yes, when I'm thinking of the word, love, to me, that is encompasses my family and the people that I know. It's, it's my receiving love, and it's my giving love to, to those people. So it, what resonates with you when you see the word is what makes you choose that word.
1: Right. Yeah, that's a really good point, Pat. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this is kind of how... Uh, knowing your core values, your personal core values are. Now, I spoke briefly about the courage that Pat had listed as her number one. And one of the courageous things that we all need to do is once we realize what our values are, how, what our core values are, do we have the courage to stand up to living our life with these? It can be uncomfortable. When you have to make decisions about uh, um, whether you would go on a trip with somebody, and it was almost mandatory that you went, um, it could also be. I like Pat. We all have instances in our life that uh, bring us memories about these challenges that we face, and on a uh, daily basis. But just to choose not to go with your core values can also put you in a very bad spot. You can feel unhappy. It can cause feelings of shame and guilt that you're not living up to who you really are. So it's important that you take these into consideration. Um, I know a lot of people when they with friendships friendships change you know in high school you may have hung out with a wild crowd and as you get older is that what friends- you enjoy? yes i was a, a <laughs> yeah right <And laughs> i was those values when you get older you don't enjoy hanging out with the guys and the girls that want to go to the honky tonks you know we have honky tonks in tyler right uh, but to the beer bars and hang out there. You know, you have your own uh, values of where you want to spend your time. And it's a re- it takes courage for somebody to stand up and choose not to go with the group out to a nightclub or honky-tonk or beer parlor or whatever you call it, and And step back and say, no, that's not really what I want to do tonight. So uh, you all go have fun, and I'll be here when you get back. And that is one of the most (laughs) challenging things, I think, with people in their relationships with old friends where they have moved on into a new realm, into an exciting realm, one with uh, promise or bigger jobs, and they have to leave their friends that haven't grown as much, haven't developed as much, uh, sort of behind. I think that's hard to do, don't you, Pat? Well, it's hard to do,
2: but as you are saying, when... You are connected to your core values. It's also hard to stay in that relationship Definitely. because you're not happy, right. and you the time that you spend with someone whose values are so different from yours, are just time that you're thinking, when will this end? Uh-huh. <laughs> when will this right. uh, dinner end? Or when when will this conversation end? And you just don't want to be a part of it anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's really important that if you are a, a person moving forward, wanting more challenges in in your life, that you hang out with people that motivate you, that give you this great lift, that your time with them was a great evening. You, you felt uh, really connected to the group that you were with. Gregory, I Well, I think one thing
2: that both of us have learned is that one of the important tools for success in your life is to be around people who will be encouraging to you Mm -hmm. and be part of a positive energy and not part of a negative energy. Right. And that is a big challenge because often the people who create negative energy around us are family members and close friends and just our bosses or people that we feel almost compelled to have to spend time with. So making choices to shorten the amount of time you spend or not going to every single family event
0: because...
2: We gotta you just go. Don't want to be part we'll of be that back. gossip and fighting.
0: We'll be back with Pat and Joyce. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break.
4: Information about book publishing is power—the power to change your authoring life. And yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
3: Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velasi's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velasi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, in. science ancient and evolving old medicine and new cures join velocity every friday at 11 a.m eastern standard time only here on the woohoo radio network
0: welcome back to this segment of second World. joyce buford the creator of uncover your hidden genius continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose fulfillment and ease now here's our host author and coach joyce buford
1: Welcome back. You are talking with Pat Gross and myself, and we've been talking about core values. Now, that exercise that we just did, I want you to know that if any of you are wanting to do it and you need any explanation, you can either get with Pat. And, Pat, what is your email address? So if they needed some help, you could give them help.
2: Well, that is pat at leadershipmattersny.com.
1: Okay, cool. And if you wanted to talk with me, it would be Joyce uh, Buford Empowers, and you can leave a message for me at the on my uh, website. So anyway, don't want to leave you hanging. If you really you need to find out your core values and put them into practice, you and understand when you get into situations where you're feeling as though you've you've you're guilty or you're shamed about something that is happening. That is your core values kicking up. I have a beautiful example that I want to share with you because as you know, my daughter just got married. And so we had a beautiful wedding in in St. Thomas and under a beautiful tree on the beach. And, um, this was it, it was a really interesting example of core values jumping up my core values of course honesty is one of my primaries and and at the wedding the wedding had been sold to us as though it would be a private beach now the private beach Did not turn out to be a private beach. There were what I call, have coined, uninvited guests laying in their blue chaise lounge with bathing suits on and uh, drinking beer, right? I mean, it was like 30 feet, 25 feet from where the ceremony was going on. My daughter's in this gorgeous gown. We're all dressed appropriately, and we have these people watching us. And it was just so frustrating to me because my whole issue of misrepresenting the beach, the private beach, and getting down there, you know, it's always sold by one person, and put into practice by another one. So the management that was on the beach, I kept saying, can't you move those people? Can't you move those people? And I got the response, it's a public beach. Well, this caused great frustration in me. I was churning. I was angry. I was mainly because their misrepresentation to my daughter, but also it was more about, I didn't want her to be disappointed. I wanted her to be happy, and it was kicking into one of my core values. So, you know, in a situation like that, they did what they could do in the short term. It wasn't up to my standards, but I had to, I was very agitated, and I had to make a decision at that in that ceremony as to how I was going to accept this situation. I could not change it. My daughter ultimately was grinning from ear to ear. She was in bride heaven, having a wonderful time, loving her special day, and I don't even think she saw those bathers there. It was just all about her and her new husband, and just how special it was. It was such a good example for me that I've shared it in my newsletter. I've shared it with you. Now I've shared it with you, that there's a time in our life when we are put into situations where we don't really have a choice. It so, vi- so is in conflict with a core value of ours. But I can tell you if I were ever to plan a wedding at that venue again, I would definitely have stronger understanding of the conditions. My daughter did all of the arrangements. And so, um, you know, I really didn't have any control. And it was a good lesson to me that there are times when you're in uncomfortable situations and it's kicking your Some of your core values just, it's really kicking them in the mouth, in the teeth, as they say. Then you have to step up and you make a decision. I can't let this ruin the day for me because part of being the mother of the bride is very special. It's the only time, hopefully, that she will be walking down this aisle with this man. So I made the decision to let it go. And it wasn't easy. But I breathed deep, I took it in, I took my mind off of it, and I just allowed it to transform into a beautiful moment where she got married under a sea grape, sea grape tree that was absolutely loaded with the fruit of the sea grape. And it was just such a beautiful symbol of all the promise that they have in store for them. Just by reaching up and picking that fruit off that tree, they can have a life of abundance and love and joy. And that's where I went, in spite of what my core values had said to me. This is the decision. This is the value. This is when it's so important that you understand what's going on inside of you. When you get really frustrated in a situation like that. So, why do we spend time getting core values? Because once we understand who we are, once we understand the value of knowing that, then we shape our lives according to those core values. Now, this is so important personally for us so that we also eliminate things from our lives that would be holding us back, limiting our growth, and not allowing us to flourish. Companies. Choice. To- yes. It's so
2: interesting to hear you tell this story mm-hmm. because, you know, as you have said, honesty is one of your main core values. Right. But to see and hear that in the moment you made an important choice, I think also it's important to realize that you were still true to yourself because I'm sure that your actions came from one of your other core values you mm. know, your love Good for point. your daughter yes and your desire to you know recognize that it was her need that was paramount paramount at that moment right. so you know that's why it's important to Maybe have that list of 10 or 15 core values (laughs) so we can find the motivator someplace. Right.
1: Yeah. You're so right. I'm glad you brought that up, Pat, because I was going on something that (laughs) maybe it was another value in there. But, you know, uh, we talk about our personal values, but there's also, you know, most successful companies will also work on core values for their companies. And that's really all I'm going to say that. But it's also a very endorsed by corporations. Corporations that know who they are and where they are and where they're going are usually much more successful than one that is just thrown together and some Say, Let's get the job done every day. So um, it's another reason that I think having core values and putting them into your personal mission statements, as well as the corporate mission statements, are so important. Have you? Did you? Have you written any corporate values for your company?
2: Absolutely. I mean,
1: mm. um,
2: and. I think it's important to just, you know, as today, even though it was quick, I I rethought about my values. These are not one-time tasks.
3: Mm -hmm. So
2: even whether it's as a company, as you move along, as your business increases, you have new people coming and going, it's important to do this maybe even once a year so that you continue Mm to stay focused on what's pushing you to make decisions.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's really important that we keep growing, that we allow ourselves to keep reviewing, that we keep ourselves on task. And that's what that review session would be, whether it's for personal or for corporations. I know corporations are more have a tendency to do this more than we do on personals. But anyway, Pat, we're coming to the end of our hour, and I, as usual, love having you part of any program because uh, you just offer so much insight into what's going on. So I thank you very much for being with us today. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Joyce. And I know that you will be hearing from Pat more in my programs coming up because I do value her input so much. And so as you see in the next issue, some of the changes that we'll, we'll be going through, that's one of the benefits of taking the sabbatical that I just did. I was able to sit, step back and see what I really wanted to give you in the future as as the radio audience. And so I love hearing from you. If you have any information, any sharing you want to do, you're always welcome to uh, send a text message to Joyce Buford at me. I'm not text, an email. Uh, Joyce Buford Empowers. I would love to hear from you. Now sit down, do those core values, incorporate them into your life, and then you'll better understand what's in store for you, what frustrates you, why it frustrates you, and why you're so happy every day with what you've chosen to put your focus on. I thank you for being here with us today. It was fun to share my wedding adventure with you and to have my friend Pat So go out, have a great week, Uh, start thinking about your core values, and be sure to write write them down so that you can see them and make your decisions for your life going forward. Thank you. Hope you have a great week.